This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest place to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Try Squarespace at squarespace.com and enter the offer code SPILLED at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we are talking about brown butter. Thank you, listener Deborah, for suggesting this. Thank you. She actually suggested brown butter, but we're tweaking the the topic a little and we're doing brown (laughs) butter. That's (laughs) B-U-T-T-A-H. This may be our most delicious episode ever. Matthew and I have really? just eaten both of the dishes that we um, that we're going to be talking about today, and uh, we were like moaning indecently over one of them in particular. And I can't believe we didn't record that. I can recreate it. Let's, let's have I'm going to recreate it. Okay, we'll, okay. we'll get okay. We'll All get right. there. So you're <laughs> you're, you're going to to fake a uh, food. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, I can't believe you didn't finish that sentence. What are you turning into some sort of a prude? Yeah, I'm a I'm a real real Comstock Act type of guy. I don't even know Comstock what you're talking law. About. Yeah, it's like I maybe that was birth control related. I don't remember. Anyway, she, Molly's going to fake a food gasm. Okay. Is okay. That what you want me yeah, to say? that's all what right. I wanted you to say. Great. It okay. wasn't. This is. It wasn't that I objected to it being dirty. It was the the like clunkiness of the word food gasm. Yeah, I know. It's it was kind of terrible. Embarrassing. You know, I feel the same way about food gasm that I feel about food baby. Like I don't want to hear any more about food babies. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, it's like when you it's like when you eat too much and like your stomach is sort of visibly like sticky. Oh. Like, Oh, like I have a food. Sticking oh, out okay. a bit. I, oh man, we I ate like whoa. We went to that Mexican place last night, and God, I still have a food baby today. Well, I'm not tired of that because the, the first time I heard it was ten seconds ago. Oh, um, so I'm going to be saying it for uh, the next <laughs> the next seven times you come over, and it's going to drive you crazy. <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, let's take a stroll down memory lane. Uh, well, yeah. What do you What do you remember about the brown butter of your youth? <laughs> or oh, sorry, brown butter. Uh, nothing. Me neither. Great. <laughs> Okay. I don't so, even think I knew it was a thing. When did you first come upon brown butter? 
I don't remember at all. Great. Uh, Me neither. <laughs> okay. You know, actually, I think that probably the first time I, I ever thought about brown butter was um, uh, probably in some sort of like a... France. France. Some sort of like a France. Or like, you know, like a French bistro that opened in Oklahoma City in the 1980s that my parents and I went to because because it was really good then. Was this an, act- an actual place you're thinking of? And if yeah, so, what was it yeah, called? Yeah. Um, well, so there were sort of two that opened, as I recall, nice. in the 80s. One was called La Baguette. The other was called The <laughs> Metro. The Metro nice. maybe isn't strictly French. But anyway, they're both still there. I can no longer vouch for them. I have not lived in Oklahoma City for 20 years. Let's just say they're both great. Okay. Anyway, I'm pretty sure that one of these places served the old school French dish, Sol Meunier. Oh, you mean the old school French dish that we just ate? The old school French dish that we just ate. It is one of the simplest, most impressive things you can make at home, I think. The the paucity of the ingredient list is astonishing. It really is. And yet it seems so fancy. And I think the first time I ever saw this was in one of those restaurants. It came out like, you know, on an oval plate with, you know, like full on like half of a fish and it was sizzling in brown butter. Oh. And it smelled incredible. Basically what you do is you take a filet of some sort of a flatfish, Dover sole if you can get it, flounder, what have you. You're going to salt and pepper it, dredge it lightly in flour And then you're going to cook it until it's golden brown um, on both sides in a mixture of oil and butter. Then you're going to sort of pour that off, clean the pan a little bit, and then you're going to brown some butter in the pan. Okay. Okay. And And add to that some lemon juice and fresh parsley and then just dump that whole brown butter slurry of deliciousness on top of your cooked fish fillets. That was an impressive amount of saliva. Thank you. There's so uh, much in my mouth right now. Okay, but I feel like we need to dive deeper into a couple of things. Yeah. yeah. Um, first of all, did you catch how I used the word paucity? I don't think I've ever said that before, and I was pretty proud of myself. I am so that, impressed. Yeah, this this episode of Sesame Street, Sesame Street <laughs> is brought to you by the words paucity, foodgasm, and... I already forgot what the other one that I was going to torture you with was. Food baby. And food baby. Yeah. Or, uh, or as they call it in France, food bébé. I, I love hate you so much right now. Isn't, isn't, isn't there a French word, le fooding? <laughs> yes. What does it mean? Oh, God. You know, it was a movement uh-huh. or a movement. <laughs> And I think it started maybe in the late 90s. Uh, This idea of, I don't remember. (laughs) Wow. You know, it's kind of about like a... I feel like I'm at the Sorbonne right now getting educated. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, moving right along. Or the the Ecole Polytechnique. Oh, look, I said moving right along. Yes. I know you love it when I say that. Okay, let's get back to it. Please. But anyway, Solmenier, super impressive, super old school French, so easy to make. Okay, what I was going to actually say, aside from the fact that I'm proud of how I said paucity, is uh, that that you yada yada over the actual making of the brown butter, which is kind of this this episode's whole raison d'etre, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, do you know? Do you know what they call brown butter in in France? I do, because I wrote it on the agenda right in front of your face. Oh. <laughs> okay. Can I can I try and say it, yeah, and you can then it. you can connect, connect my pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can yeah, also okay. connect my English pronunciation. Uh, it is called beurre noisette. Oh, that right? was actually really nice. Oof, yeah. Which does that mean like? Well, noisette is a hazelnut. That's what I thought. So, okay. um, and I think that that's sort of. 
I think that's a great name for it because it's really evocative of how fragrant and nutty brown butter is. Yeah, it's nutty. Like I think we've, I think we've mentioned this before, but uh, one of my pet peeves is how food writers describe everything as nutty. Oh, I kind of do that a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm in my yeah. I'm, I'm looking at you. Yeah, uh, you are looking at <laughs> that's me true. actually. Um, but in this case, I think it's totally apt. Wow, we are using so many great words today. Oh, like apt? Apt. I mean, it's so short, yet so infrequently used. It's so short, yet so apt. Let's get down to how you make brown butter. Let's get down to the brown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that that doesn't sound right. <laughs> um, okay, so brown butter, it literally has one ingredient, mm-hmm. right? Butter. And I made some yesterday mm-hmm. that turned into my recipe for today, And here's how I did it. And you can tell me if this sounds kosher to you. I put the brown butter in a sauce. I put a stick of butter in a small saucepan. I put it over medium heat. First, it melted. Then the water in the bubble, in the bubble, (laughs) the water in the butter started to boil. Uh And, um, and so it bubbled for a while Mm -hmm. and then it, and then it settled down, it simmered down Mm -hmm. and then nothing seemed to happen for a while. And it was kind of foamy on top. And then it rapidly started to get brown. Yes. The, the, the solids that the solids. separated and, and they're sort of at the bottom of the pan yes. is where you're going to see them. They look like little brown flecks. And this process, as you were just saying, happens really kind of all of a sudden and it goes really fast. So I think that, you know, if you're, if you are interested in, you know, uh, cooking some brown butter, chances are, chances are you are, chances are at some point you're going to go too far and you're going to burn the butter. That's when it gets black. Now, I I know that uh, in addition to beurre noisette, there's also beurre noir, which mm-hmm. is like frankly burnt butter, mm-hmm. and this is a thing that is sometimes consumed in France. Do you have any experience with no, this? No, I don't think I've ever even heard of it. I I mean, I know it's real. I'm not making it up. It seems implausible. The one time that I burned my brown butter, black, so, blackened my butter, uh-huh. can we say? <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go blacken my butter tonight. Okay. Um, anyway, the one time I did it, I just threw it away. Yeah. It's, it smells bad. It smells burnt. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's one of those things like like toasting nuts where the window of goodness is really small. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not I don't want to dissuade people like like saying brown butter is hard to make. It's not. It's you not. know, you need a stick of butter and a pan. You just need to I think two things are essential. Okay. Number 1, a pan with a light colored bottom yes so either like a stainless steel pan this is like a flashback to episode one remember on on uh, the fried egg episode when we talked about uh snowy white bottom and, yeah. and crusty brown bottom yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> so anyway you need uh, either like a stan- stainless steel pan or um i happen to have like a white enamel um little pan that i really like to use for this because then you can see really clearly exactly what your butter is sure. doing i mean god forbid you should try to brown butter in a dark pan it's yeah it's 2 a.m do you know what your butter is doing (laughs) anyway uh i think that is really important and the other thing is you really need to stand there the whole time you're doing it yeah at least once once the the that that part where it's foaming a lot and you really Uh can't see the bottom of the pan once that subsides then it parts like the red sea and you can see everything it truly does you see everything down to the true depths of your soul wow uh so it's a real stand facing the stove kind of moment it is okay yeah but it's worth it um, and do you, do you stir during that part? You know, I usually kind of swirl the pan, actually, yeah. is what I do. 
Because those 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 solids that are coloring usually are at the bottom of the pan. They're the heaviest part, right? Sure. And uh, and they're I feel like you know they're really close to the heat, so you yes. want to keep them moving. Um, and then the other thing, I have a little secret of brown butter also, which is, um, I mean, not that I came up with this, uh, when it's when it's done, you need to get it out of the pan pretty quickly because it will keep cooking in from the, the residual, residual heat, heat, even if you take it off the heat, because you've got like hot oil in there, basically. And uh, so if you pull it when it's done and leave it in the pan, it will be burned a few seconds later. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Yeah. So, so Sol Meunier, it's... it's it's worth trying at home. Yeah, that's and Meunier is in the style of the miller's wife. Indeed, indeed. I wonder if that has to do with the idea of uh, you're dredging the. the yeah, fish I think it means flour. it has flour in it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's like you know, th- gonna, there's I'm a French gonna... word for like it has flour in it. It has red wine in it. You know, probably yeah. It has uh, you know, uh, but... Lyonnaise is like something with lots of onions in it. They take like the simplest thing and give it and give it the. Uh, the most uh, haughty and uh, and alluring name. Mm-hmm. I, I, Good work, France. I'm not going to disagree with you on yeah. that. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for... Building websites, building blogs, building online portfolios. If you can imagine it existing on the internet, you can do it with Squarespace. Maybe that's not the best slogan for them, because there's a lot of stuff I can imagine on the internet that no one should ever build. But if that's your thing, you can build it with Squarespace. Yeah, we actually were just checking out the templates on Squarespace, because we're we're going to be redesigning our website here at Spilled Milk. And I could not believe how beautiful and professional they look. And you can do it yourself. Yeah, we used to say they had... uh, over 20 professionally designed templates. I think they've got way more than that now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they also have incredible customer support that we actually used. Yes. We you did. Can, uh, you can email Squarespace. They will get back to you practically instantly, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all of the days of the year, however many that may be. They have a great feature called cover pages. If you just need a, a one-page website, like for your restaurant or your studio or whatever it is, you can get that up and running in minutes. And you also, I, I believe that every single site on Squarespace has the capacity to have a, a commercial side to it. So if you have something that you sell online, it's easy to do with your Squarespace website. Molly, do you have a commercial side to you? I do. Me too. I, I do. Yes. Um, I mean, so, is, is that a good thing? Oh, I think it is. Okay. I think everyone everyone has a little a little Wolf of Wall Street in us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're, what you're going to do, you're going to go to squarespace.com. You're going to sign up for a free trial with no credit card required, and you're going to use the offer code SPILLED at checkout and get 10% off your first order. And if you sign up for a full year, you will get a free domain name. Woohoo! Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Build it beautiful. Okay, what what else should we talk about? So, you know, so there are all these savory applications, usually involving bathing some sort of... Protein, so some sort of lover. some sort of protein in brown butter. What would you do that with other meats? I feel like fi- fish is where you would. Where I, really I really thought you were saying, would you do that with a lover? I mean, would you do that with Laurie? <laughs> I, it sounds real mess, real messy. <laughs> I bet her skin would feel great afterwards. <laughs> is this going to stay in the episode? Yes. Okay, but anyway, no, no, no. Are there? It's other- going to be hard for me to think about anything else for the rest of the episode. I mean, Laurie is really cute, and I could imagine she could only be cuter bathed in brown butter (laughs) oh man she listens to this show okay for now anyway are there other savory uses of brown butter oh um in risotto it's awesome 
really? Yeah. So oh. so usually, like to start a risotto, you'll um, you'll cook uh, onions in butter and then uh, and then add the rice and stir that around for a little while and then start adding broth. Um, you can you can either like take the butter to brownness at that point, um, or you can stir some in at the end, mm-hmm. um, and it's fantastic. I mean, it gives it gives everything like this this real like I'm going to say nutty again. It's a depth of flavor that uh, that unbrowned butter cannot offer. I feel like um, that would also be wonderful with things like winter squash, roasted oh, winter squash. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Um, Which is a callback to our second episode. Wow, we're really um, we're really reaching back into the depths of of, of our souls. The, of the souls. We said we weren't going to go down memory lane, but then we went so far down memory so lane. Far. I don't know if we'll ever find our way back. I hope you left some breadcrumbs. I can also imagine taking like um, you know braised or roasted endive or something and drizzling that with brown butter. This is great. I don't know where you're, I'm getting these ideas. You're like, um, I'm like full of it. You're like on the splendid table when someone calls I am in, totally yes, out and of says like, "Yeah, I've got, I've got like a, a pound of brown butter here, and I don't know what to do with it." And she just like reels off 17 brilliant ideas off the top of I her head. I need to find a way to make my voice sound like I'm always smiling. You though. absolutely. Oh, I thought I thought you meant like Lynn like, always sounds like she's smiling. How do you do it, Lynn? I thought you were going to say to make your voice sound like you know uh, low and sultry, like well. hers. <laughs> yeah, you're Today, a good we're start. Talk about brown butter. That, no, I can, I yeah, can't that was even, really not close. I cannot imitate <laughs> Lynn Rosetto Casper. That was there was no hint of can a you, food gasm. Can you be Lynn Rosetto Casper? <laughs> um, I don't think I'm gonna try. Like, what, what's something she would say? And I'll give it a try. Shallots. <laughs> chop, chop a couple of shallots. No, that's not even close. No, I, I sound like Harvey Firestein. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about Harvey Firestein in a long time. I sound I sound like John Lovitz doing a, an impression of Harvey Firestein. I forgot about John Lovitz too. Wow, oh, we are really he was like my favorite. Back. We're reaching back when I was like <laughs> so fourteen. Ways. Okay, but wait. Hold on. Yes. Are there? I mean, do we only put brown butter on fish? Is there like a chicken dish? I mean, I don't. I don't really see it going on um, like red meat. I don't either. But I, I. I think it would be great with chicken. I'm sure. I'm sure. I, mean, if I don't we, know that I see it with pork either. No, it's really. It's really like. I think those things would would kind of overshadow the brown butter. That's true. You need something that. Uh, uh, <laughs> wow, the f- got a real like uh, food baby coma going on there. A little, a little postpartum food baby episode. <laughs> okay, let's switch to the sweet side of things. Okay, so I don't I don't know if this is quite sweet, but, but like brown butter cornbread is a thing. Um, mm, we'll link to a recipe yeah. that I found. I haven't made it, but I bet it's great. Um, you know, I have made this recipe that I got out of Gourmet Magazine years ago. Uh, they're called spoon cookies. Basically, you make like a really rich, almost like shortbread dough, and you shape it in the well of a spoon. Oh, nice. And um, and then you sandwich two of them together with jam. But the dough has brown butter in it, and it's so nice. Like a brown butter shortbread. Oh, so good. We should mention again um, <coughs> the uh, Smitten Kitchen brown butter Rice Krispie treats. Oh, right? yes. The salted brown butter yeah. Rice Krispie treats. Those are a classic i'm sure we'll link we'll link to that again i think uh-huh. i don't remember what episode maybe on the marshmallow episode we talked about that before uh which we, i think we mentioned again recently that the marshmallow episode is pretty great and you should go back and listen to it yeah do it um so uh chocolate chip cookies now i think i think i probably first ran across this idea either on serious eats or in cooks illustrated sometimes it's hard to know which is which if you use brown butter Chris kimball is dying somewhere right now because i because i uh Said I couldn't tell them apart from serious yes. eats. Yes. 
Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, nothing. No, it's nothing against serious eats. I'm just, I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, he, Chris Kimball. There, there's no, there's no substitute. There is no his, substitute in his mind. There is no substitute you know, for Chris Kimball. I want to tell you a few things about real Vermonters. <laughs> Twenty-seven <laughs> minutes later. Uh, <clears throat> so um, that if you if you substitute brown butter for the butter in in your chocolate chip cookies, um, you get uh, again it's it's this depth of flavor that that you you wouldn't even like say oh this was obviously made with brown butter it's just like more more than than what you usually get out of a chocolate chip chocolate chip cookie which is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> is, well, that, is that French? Yes, I really like the idea of that, Matthew. I wouldn't have thought of it, but it does make a lot of sense. And that is, I'm pretty much out of ideas for brown butter at that point. Hey, me too. Oh, your voice sounded real sultry for a minute there. Is, <laughs> was, is Lynn Rosetto Casper here? Can can we talk to Lynn? <laughs> I have a question. <laughs> yes. I don't, actually. Oh, I thought you were going to do one of those things where you give me like five items out of your fridge and I have to turn oh, them into oh, a food. Oh, stump the I mean, chef. I have to turn them into a meal. Okay. Brown butter. Also, we didn't talk about the thing I made, so we should probably do that. Oh, great. Okay, okay. Um, Okay, okay, the thing. uh, Brown butter, uh, turnip. Oh, this is a good one. Oh, 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 keep going. (laughs) Leftover pizza. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. Okay, well, so uh, the Walrus and the Carpenter here in Seattle um, once did a... um, uh, like a dish that was roasted baby turnips, like those little, or maybe it was just yeah. those Japanese turnips, like mm-hmm. ha- hakure turnips or that's something those, like that. That's, those are they. Those, like either pan fried or roasted, like covered in brown butter. It was awesome. That, turnips and brown butter. Wow. I think have we we haven't done a turnip episode. Have no, we? but now I want to eat are turnips. Great. And bre- I love especially turnips, especially the little ones. Okay, okay, we're, let's we're do getting that. There. Okay, but anyway, uh, so here's what I would do: I would roast those turnips. I would brown some butter. I would put the brown butter on the turnips, and then I would eat some pizza with it. <laughs> okay, that's that's uh, you win. You stump the chef. No, you didn't stump. I, I don't know. You didn't stump the chef. Right. I win. I, I'm not actually oh, sure wait. who the chef is Padma, in this scenario. No, Padma Lakshmi needs to come on and judge and see if I won. I okay. Mean, I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah. Who I'm beating. I um, now I want to meet a woman with the with the looks of Padma Lakshmi and the voice of Lindrosetto Casper. <laughs> I've got a new celebrity crush. We should talk about the thing that I made, and then uh, then we should uh, blow this butter joint. Yep. Uh, I made this recipe. It's from a blog that I looked up and then didn't write down the name of. It's called the Tough Cookie. Thank you. It's called the Tough Cookie, and it is. Um, Cinnamon bun butter, she calls it. I would call it cinnamon toast butter, I think. Yeah. It's almost like you make a like a brown butter cinnamon like frosting to just spread on anything you want. That's exactly it. We will yeah. we will link to the recipe, but it is brown butter that uh, you cool to room temperature until it solidifies but it's still soft. Uh, and then you stir in powdered sugar, don't cinnamon. For, don't forget to sift the powdered sugar. Sift the powdered sugar, sugar yeah, unlike, unlike me. Uh, don't yeah, don't sift me. Sift the powdered sugar. And uh, and salt. Plenty of it. Mm. And then you spread it on something toasted. Uh, basically, anything you spread it on will turn into cinnamon toast and like the best. But most. it's like it's like much more special than just cinnamon toast. Which is pretty special to start with. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's something about the the way that you know how cinnamon can sometimes have like a bit of an edge to it, like especially in cinnamon yeah. toast. I feel like there's something really wonderful that the brown butter does to smooth out that like edge to the cinnamon. It smooths it out. Uh, I want my edges to be smoothed out by brown butter. <laughs> are, are we basting people with brown butter again? Is that where we keep coming back to? Yes. Fine. That's it. Forget all the recipes. We're just posting one recipe. It's baste yourself in brown butter and have a great evening. Uh, 
And on that note, uh, you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com, where we'll post uh, recipes for Solmonier, for the uh, cinnamon bun butter, for a uh, link to that brown butter cornbread recipe I mentioned. Oh, maybe I'll look for the spoon cookies. Uh, we'll Molly will look for that. some cookies. Oh, oh, and put it on the website. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast. I think there are probably some like classic ba- brown butter uh uses that we didn't remember yeah i'm sure there are uh and until next time uh thank you for listening to spilled milk or as they call it in france uh les uh, uh. <laughs> tombe <laughs> um, la chemise la- <laughs> or as they call it in france la chemise <laughs> no do you remember that song tombe la chemise oh is that like take off your shirt yeah, what? I mean, and this, I don't this know was, this song. This was a song that, like, I re- I, I remember hearing, and that it. was actually just luck, because that's what I assume everything in French means. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever. One, one time I went. You to, don't remember this song? The only time I went to France, it was it was like winter time, and I was really cold because I kept taking off my shirt in response <laughs> to everything. I don't remember the song. Could you sing us a little bit? No, I definitely cannot. But maybe we can find a little bit of it uh, on the YouTube's. Okay, tombe la chemise. <laughs> All right. And until, yeah, so until next time, terrible uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, Shirt On, Shirt Off. Enjoy it the way you like. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amsterberg. Maybe there are multiple songs for that title. <laughs> maybe, uh, like, maybe a new song with that title comes out in France every year. <laughs> Okay, so we're oh, back okay, for a moment well, here. So Tombe la Chemise, I just looked it up on Wikipedia. Right. This was a song, it was a single by Zebda. Of course. It came out in 1999. And uh, in English, it would mean take off your shirt. But the meaning is, quote, get ready to play hard. Oh, like a shirts and skins kind of thing? Okay, the sure. reason we're back here is because after we finished recording that episode, Molly pulled up the uh, the Tombe La Chemise song and said, and like, there's this long instrumental intro, and then she said, oh, wait a minute, this song's in French. No wonder you haven't heard of it. It was only a hit in France. <laughs> I am such an idiot. <laughs> Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.